Nowhere to go but on a rampage. Hello and welcome, you're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we're your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod or send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, Kyle, we're back. Part two, back on the Broadway stage talking about best Disney song on Broadway. I'm feeling very musical today. Yeah, yeah. And I think we found a, a great leadoff spot last time because we, we found the true, true elite eight. And uh, to help us out here with this fantastic eight last songs, we have, Chris, your girlfriend, Julia. Julia, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. After a week of kind of sitting on these songs, uh, were you able to sit back and, and listen to any of them? Do you have a new appreciation after our conversation last last week? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always had a very strong, I cry at the drop of a hack, like, <laughs> appreciation for these songs. But I know what my number one is, Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Well, we'll save. Yeah. And you so. know what? I'm very very passionate about it okay i can't wait to bring it out i hope we go against it so we can (laughs) see some rage (laughs) all right well to help us get to that level we've got some spoonfuls of sugars kyle what you sipping on today it's another kyle concoction over here uh it's just what i found it's what i have readily available and i'm calling this hume gin again so this one is one part (laughs) rum white coconut rum one part uh gin and about three or four parts pineapple juice and it tastes like a very refreshing tiki drink but also very watered down because the pineapple juice and the gin don't add a whole lot to it um but i have a feeling by the end of this i'm i'm gonna be some type of way so you're gonna be singing like a piece of furniture yes i (laughs) like a fork yeah like the forks that i do not (laughs) like uh chris what is your spoonful of sugar this week kyle it is getting hot in New York, the humidity has arrived. Oof. So um, I went with something nice and light. Hard seltzer. Ooh. Not a huge hard seltzer guy, but I think I finally found one that I kind of like. What is it? Um, it's a Bud Light seltzer strawberry flavor. I got the 25-ounce cans, so it's like three normal cans. It's very Oh, good. yeah. Because that's the, the the problem I have with the seltzers is it's like drinking water. And maybe if I drink enough water, it'll make me happy, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, Julia, what have you got to quench your thirst? I am. It's so hot and so humid, and we're not running the AC. So this is amazing, by the way. <laughs> Smart water 
watermelon, hint of watermelon and mint. Tastes like a lollipop without the sugar. Chris, so you're drinking the uh, the strawberry Bud Light Magic seltzer. Bud Light Magic, man. Can we talk about Light Magic <laughs> for a we second? Are, I think we already did. But Can I just say I'm ashamed and sad that Party Gras, the Party Gras song isn't even mentioned. Like, oh my God. I listened to that dang song for a week. She was looking for Party Gras merch on eBay. Oh, I was like, I that does not exist. No. Lots of slaps in the parade, and there are plenty of slaps here on the best Broadway song bracket. We have our top eight. It is time to dive in to this bracket. So let's go ahead. We have the number one circle of life versus the number nine one jump ahead. One jump ahead, scooted by <laughs> yeah, in the last round. It just Much jumped like ahead. Much like the song. Barely it, jumped ahead. It barely jumped ahead. Circle of Life, we talked about it in the last one, but like I need to say again how amazing the production of not only the Lion King Broadway show is, but that opening number to set the tone. I talked a lot about and advocated a lot about this song in the best song bracket and how it sets the stage for the rest of the movie. This song embodies what you're about to see visually in a stage context. It literally sets the stage for what you're about to see. You're sitting in the crowd. Rafiki comes out, who is female Rafiki in the show. For Let's most talk about parts. Rafiki. Go ahead. Let's yeah. just go into dive a big in. Rafiki deep dive. Dive in. Do it. The thing that's wild to me about Rafiki, no pun intended, Rafiki is this like kooky crazy guy kooky in the animated crazy. movie. Yeah. And this version of Rafiki on stage is just so much better. It's because like the kooky crazy like stereotype of like the wise like the wise person is the weird crazy kooky like they're out there ideas of wisdom is never accepted by the rest of humanity so yeah. like it's the crazy uh prophet is what it is and in this show which i love is that she's level-headed she's just she's just the guiding mentor of simba I think that's a way better way of like having the Rafiki character than this like, uh, like this uh, crazy prophet character. So you're right. Like, and, and to have Rafiki come out, and this is the same thing with Tarzan. So like in Circle of Life, it's just sung by an ominous outside of the movie person. Right here, it's sung by Rafiki, and not only that. But there's so much call and response to this that it makes it so authentically African. Yeah. It's so good. Like, not only is Rafiki calling out with a nya, semenya, but then people are responding with other things that aren't just that. So, like, the chorus comes in, right? And then, yes, exactly. And then, like, somebody's saying something else and, like, the call and response lasts for so much longer than in the animated movie. You're just entranced. 
And especially when you watch it, uh, whether it's on YouTube or if you're in the theater itself, you're just there. And then the him and yama mama, him and and the the puppets, uh, the the animal puppets start coming in from the wings and from behind you. Oh man, you're like I'm here now. This the is best w- puppet on stage is one that Rafiki controls herself, and that is the baby Simba puppet. Yes. You're not it wrong. is wildin. You're not wrong. But like also I remember from seeing the show and maybe it was because I was young. I must have been 10, 11. Oh wow. So a couple of years ago. All right, let's relax. <laughs> uh <laughs> when I saw it, I remember the um the Timon puppet being really impressive because the voice actor was dressed in all green and most of the scenes that Timon was in was all green. And so for the most part, he blended into the background and you just focused on the puppet while opposed to like some Disney park puppets, you obviously see the person controlling it and it's really jarring. I just remember that being like, wow, this is really impressive performance. So I just, I really wanted to point out in the circle of life that call and response and how it, really sets the tone for the rest of the movie because as you brought up it's authentically african throughout the entire thing it's it's a very powerful beginning to this movie one drop ahead skated right by so circle of life's moving on yeah i mean i know we're not talking about the lion king we're talking about circle of life but i think my favorite part of the lion king musical is those like one minute interludes between the big songs that's just kind of like tribal chant yeah and a lot of like drums and percussion just great at setting the mood making you feel like you're in a different place experiencing something real uh by the way kyle do you know what rafiki means in swahili not off the top of my head means friend there you go. We've got to give credit to C.D. Laloka, who was the original Rafiki. She's featured on the official Broadway recording. Um, just incredible. Every Everyone who plays Rafiki, they all just bring the house down Yeah. whenever they open their mouths. There's like a whole Rafiki society, that, you know, because like it's been performed so many times throughout the world. There's like dozens and dozens and dozens of Rafikis. There was like one lady that was like, yeah, I'd never like performed before, but I just went to the audition and now I'm Rafiki. <laughs> they, yeah, did a, they did a feature on the Madrid show and I can't yeah. remember where it was. I think it was uh, One Day at Disney. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's the lady who's like, I never done like, Broadway, uh, but I showed all up. Right. <laughs> People just like spend their entire lives trying uh. to get there. and But hey, it's a gift. Yeah, I mean, I think that it we would be um, besides ourselves not to mention the design and technical assets of this song. Um, if you guys don't know the person who designed this show, her name is Julie Tamor, and if you notice, there's not really a lot of scenery. No. It's mostly people it's very interpretive. in costumes. Yeah. yeah, and the costumes aren't 
like Disney park costumes. No They're furries. Like, no. No, it's she took um she took makeup and like actual tribal paint from like tribes in Africa and incorporated that into making Simba and making Nala and of course making Rafiki. Um she did a production of A Midsummer's Night's Dream in Brooklyn. Um which the acting wasn't all that great, but it was one of my favorite pieces of New York theater just because the design element was just insane. And Julie Tamer, of course, was hired to do Spider-Man, but things didn't turn out for anyone involved with Spider-Man. Oh, man. Well, Chris, I got big um, uh, Lion King Broadway vibes from the Lion King Celebration Parade when we were watching that last bracket because so like the... it's interesting you say that you've got the movie you've got the broadway show you've got the lion king celebration parade and you've got festival of the lion king at disney's animal kingdom right they're all different uh festival of the lion king is terrible it's like theater in the <laughs> round and it feels very cheap and quick I and remember watching it and feeling like Simba was staring into my soul. It's a traumatizing experience for in a good way. A lot of people, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going circle of life. Sorry, Aladdin. Next up, we've got Let It Go versus Human Again. I guess this is the part where I go all in on Let It Go. <laughs> so. Um, let it go is maybe sorry let me rephrase that let it go on broadway is potentially the best thing i've ever experienced in my whole life hey <laughs> it's sorry. like okay um Seeing the stage transform throughout the song, it starts as just kind of like a snowy mountain pass. Stage is very empty. And then as the song builds, it transforms into the ice palace, just like, you know, in the animated sequence. I mean, you know, I've said like in the last episode that like there are some things that they just can't do, you know, but they do it. They do it. Talk about that costume change. Okay, I'm getting it. All right. Jeez. That's the granddaddy of all the moments is the costume change. It is magic, something that only Disney can pull off. I highly recommend y'all watch it on YouTube. But basically, Elsa's in her like Arendelle outfit, just standing at the center of the stage. And she like puts her arms out like Elsa does. And her dress just gets like sucked underneath the stage. And she's got like the blue outfit on underneath. And it's like, I've seen it so many times. I have no idea how they do it. Like my best guess is there's like a trap door and like some dudes like grab it or something off of her. And it's like a, a you know, pull away or yeah, something like that. The light is on her and everything. The light's on yeah. her. There's no like Directly. blackout. They do, they do a blackout in the like Hyperion theater at California adventure. They do a blackout and she has to like pull a cord, but this it's like, it's so seamless. And like, if you blink, you miss it. Right. It's in, it's wild. You've also got the glove and Elsa's cape that yeah, just like she just that? like lets go and they just fly away. I think like, you might have shed a tear in the theater. Like there's a wire, like for sure there's a wire, but I've looked for it and I I can't see it. It's very good. 
it's almost easier to just think it is magic. Like this right. is a simpler yeah. explanation. The song is moved to immediately before the intermission, which is a great idea because like we said last episode, that's an important song. It takes people into the intermission. Um, Elsa hits the last note and the curtains go down. I said very early on in our podcast's life, when I did the Frozen review, they changed the note from the cold never bothered me anyway to the cold never bothered me anyway. And it's like, just you like should, I, Kyle, I wish that you had had the opportunity to see this and just like feel the buzz in the theater after the curtain goes down. Yeah. It's like everyone is just like, I think I saw God just now. <laughs> well, I remember your sister. I turned around to your sister and she was like, I would pay again just to see that number. No, literally. Like, yeah. I would pay $100 right now just to go see Let It Go. So sad. Oh, my God. Right. I'm, like, heartbroken that I'll never get to see it again, probably. It's just so good. It's just so, so good. It's better than any movie you've ever seen, anything you've ever seen in a park, a ride you've ever ridden, roller coaster, song you've ever heard. Like, it's just like a multi sensory experience. Isn't it's, he a cutie? It's, it's, yeah. It's religious. He's it's such a, a religious cutie. experience. Human Again is not a religious experience, so I'm going with Let It Go. That's fair. Chris, I remember when you had mentioned that, uh, that note that Elsa hits in the Broadway version of let it go. And I was like waiting for it while I was watching this for the first time. Cause this is one of the ones that I watched before I listened to the iTunes version or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So she builds up to it. I'm like, all right, here's the note that, that Chris been talking about. Here we go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And then she does it. And I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, this is, what was that? It's so good. And and you guys laughed at me in yeah. the best song bracket when I was like, Adina Menzel was a bad choice for Elsa. Like, Let It Go's not as good anymore. And like, now you understand. It like physically pains me. Pains me. Pained me, I guess, because it's closed. That Adele Dezine, Adina Menzel, no offense to her. Well, maybe. But no, but she great broadway career blah 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 could talk a long time about it but if you watch her let it go performances like this is the elite do one not measure up this is the elite let it go performance yeah and she does it eight times a week she hits and that note eight times a week not once in a recording studio to get it perfect she also eight like times she also hits it in Monster, right? It's like almost the same yeah. note. Oh, yeah. Maybe even higher. I don't and know. The thing that's cool is Sierra Renee does it too. There's a version that leaked like two weeks ago on YouTube. She kills it too. Yeah, she's great. Huge Let It Go fan. This version like kind of blew me out of the water. Also, I think I brought this up in maybe the parades where it's hard to compare like technology obviously like let it go's performance is heavily technology based and it's fantastic like m this technology projection mapping which made it very far in our 2010s bracket uh is on display here 
it's it's yeah. a whole thing this entire scene you brought it up like the stage is fairly bare there's only just like the snow fields and then it builds up into this whole thing which is awesome that they were able to u- utilize it i obviously didn't see it in theater like you did i listened watched the or i watched the show listened listened again um so the song itself is better than the original song um a lot of it feels like the same until you get towards the end where a lot of the feelings happen and right, then right. the feelings the a lot the of the a lot of the feelings happen towards the end of the song and and uh in the Broadway show, you can hear it building up and you can hear it finally being released. It's just better than human again. There's <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The performance is just so much better. And mm, so Let It Go is moving on. Julia, did you have the same kind of like out of body experience that Chris had when you guys went to see this show. Cause like, honestly, I had more of an out of a body experience when he was just explaining it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I honestly love, I love, love to watch his reactions to stuff and just seeing his reaction to that. Yeah. I mean, it's pure Broadway magic. When I was talking about in the last, in the last episode about how, you know, they really don't mess around. This is what comes to mind. Right. This number, this one number. So, yeah, I did, but more so just love watching his reaction. Well, <laughs> the thing that's kind of cool, too, is that the theater that Frozen was in was not a huge, gigantic theater that you would imagine something like this would be in. It's pretty intimate. A lot and, of the Broadway theaters are. Right. And so it feels like you just got like a very intimate performance of something very, very special. So like it, it's like we saw it the first time we saw it was up in the um, mezzanine. The very we were, row. yeah, we were maybe second to last row and loved it. And then two days later, Julia was like, I got us tickets to frozen in the orchestra. <laughs> like literally we went, we saw it twice in like 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was good in both places. I mean, obviously, it was better, closer, and like on the same level as uh, the performer. But it's crazy. It's going up against Circle of Life in the final four. It's gonna be an insane matchup. I'm God. going to cry. I was just gonna say, like in that quadru- in that side of the bracket, we have it made up. It's number one, Circle of Life versus number four, Let It Go. We're gonna move over to the other side. We have number two, Seize the Day versus number ten, Santa Fe. Chris. And Julia, this is Newsy versus Newsy, and y- y'all were uh, huge Newsy fans out here. They really are. Well, the thing is, I didn't know I was a Newsy fan. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with the story itself. I have But some the music, too. the music is real good. Yeah, the music's fantastic. I, here for me, it sees the day. I didn't get as much enjoyment or as much empowerment and like a a pivotal moment in the movie or the show as much as I did in Seize the Day. I get that Santa Fe establishes Jack's uh, vulnerabilities and more into his psyche and his motivations. But like at the end, it doesn't play out. Seize the Day is where his true motivations lie. It's him trying to do the best by his people 
And Santa Fe is him trying to do the best by him. It's his conflict. It is. And which is super important to the movie because if you don't, then you just have the one conflict and that's a unidimensional show. But if you give conflict to the main character, then you can start building out this bigger problem. So I get it. But like in the mo- the holistic part of the show, Seize the Day is just such a good number. And we didn't talk about it because we were going to talk about it now. But I th- was like surprised, maybe not blown away, but I was surprised by the newspaper dance that these boys did by the putting papes, the, the pape dance, the papes dance, putting them putting them on the ground and, and like shuffling like they were like ice skating and and whatever right it, i was just like okay that's a i like that i like it so the thing for me is like more often than not one of the papes goes rogue and then you've got papes all over the stage and it can be a tripping hazard and it makes me nervous <laughs> In the, uh, the I'm sure beat. people get injured doing that all the time. Oh, I'm sure. There are tons of injuries. Oh, I'm sure. Here, it's it sees the day. I want to talk about Jeremy Jordan. He has a baby. This man is a great singer. Yes, he is. Got a good face? Definitely. Cannot dance. At least cannot dance at the level of the ensemble absolutely but not. i mean at so least he's better than like christian bale in the movie of course of course it's just funny to me that jack kelly does like two dance moves in the whole show kind of pisses you off a little bit it's like he cross does the, the thing leg. where he does the step yeah he does cross the leg and step yeah mm. <clears throat> in his defense like none of the other well maybe a couple of them can but like none of them can hit that note as well as he does no yeah yeah you're right so and 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 he is on stage for like the entire act one right except for like when the pulitzer guy sings like a really forgetful song (laughs) (laughs) um i i love santa fe like i said i relate to it on a very very deep level but uh, Newsies is about the Newsies, first and foremost, more so than it is about Jack and his love story and his like relationship with Santa Fe. So I'm going to seize the day as well. Julia, do you agree with that? I agree. So let's move on to the next matchup then. We've got number 14, Monster, versus number 11, He Lives in I- You. I'm so These glad are you're both- going first. These are both originals that are not featured in their respective movies. And this is honestly something that's kind of like unique about all of these songs that made the bracket. They don't really have that nostalgia factor and like kind of the bias factor that a lot of the songs that made our best Disney song bracket did. And we can kind of like pick these apart without having like emotional baggage really attached to it. Except for maybe Let It Go because I'm very emotionally attached to that song. I mean, these songs are very similar in a lot of ways. They're both kind of the turning, pivotal, like, important moment in the hero, if you want to call Elsa a hero. It's Simba realizing that, you know, Mufasa lives inside of him and he can go take the Pride Lands without any help because he has help. Elsa realizing that 
Um, she shouldn't run away from her like curse. She should try and use her power to make things right. Um, it's a moment that is really glossed over in the animated Frozen that, I mean, I really think that it was an important moment, and I'm so glad they took the time to do that. But same goes for He Lives in You. Yeah. I will say that um, I do like Monster because a lot of the songs that weren't, you know, recognizable or reputable to get in this bracket kind of deal with the the characters. They go deeper into the character's psyche and deal more with the character's conflict and you get more into each of the characters' heads than you do in the animated films. And I think Monster does a great job of that. Yeah. And he lives in you. You get the like turning point and you get Simba going through that transformation, but you don't hear him singing his way through that. Yeah. It's Rafiki kind of explaining it to him. And that's a really good point, Julia. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So the thing I like more about he lives in you is I think it is the better sounding song it does a better job taking you to that place and like i said i love kind of like those authentic uh musical elements that lion king brings it is a little bit more of like a religious experience i mean they don't mention they don't really mention god to my knowledge but you just kind of feel that it's a very spiritual song yeah if that's uh what you believe in you definitely can draw that yeah right. from that song same with Santa Fe, honestly. Um, I think I'm going with Monster, honestly. I just think that Monster adds a lot to Elsa's character. He Lives in You doesn't add a lot of what we don't already know about Simba. It certainly amplifies that experience, but Monster, you get Elsa dealing with some like demons that you don't get in the frozen movie. Um, so you get a better understanding of the character. I'm going with monster. I, I see your argument full heartedly. Like it, it's there. I totally understand it for me. Where like for me, what makes me love he lives in you is the realization period where it's, Simba saying like I've run away for this X amount of lion years I've been told to go back and I don't want to and it's taken this Rafiki character and me self-reflecting literally reflecting but self-reflecting to know that this is the right thing to do by the rest of the pride the rest of the essential savannah that has been like depleted, right? Monster for me is a great song that dives into Elsa's psyche, as you brought up, and like her motivations and like what she's actually dealing with. And I, I really love it. I feel like when it's paired up with Let It Go, I, I can fast forward through Monster get to let it go and move on through frozen. And I've obviously haven't seen the Broadway show in, in life like you guys have, but it feels like if I know why she's letting it, 
go and she feels restricted and wants to open up and has this awakening, I don't necessarily need to go through this like suicide journey or this like kill this thing within me journey if I already know that she's going to to like literally let it go. Is that the order that these songs happen is monster and then let it go or vice versa? No, monster is like towards the very end. It's when she decides to come down the mountain to save Anna. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's when like Prince Hans and the Duke are like in the castle about to kill her. And she's basically like, do I just it's that let him do it? Okay. Well, I, I think that even in that respect, it then feels like it cancels out Let It Go, which was it this. It certainly does. Which was this big, like, freedom song that then comes back to internalization, contemplate suicide to realizing that it's not that's not worth it and that's not the right and i love that message and i love that that's the direction that they turned and they wanted to take that risk of like exposing that part of trauma because that's essentially what it is i just i think that for the plot line and and motivation and and getting someone to the next step he lives in you is is moving on for me. So, Julia, that means that you're choosing between Monster and He Lives in You, the reprise. It's hard because I identify with the Elsa character so much. Like, just a little, you don't have to include this, but when I was in acting school, before we would, like, delve into, like, a dramatic scene, we would have to do, like, weird stuff I can't even explain that would, like really like get our emotions up and get us like breathing really really fast and I had to get to this place and I just like collapsed on my knees and started praying and I'm a religious person yeah but I just started praying and praying and praying and just started like bawling and I really that when Elsa does that in the song and she collapses to her knees and she's like what like she can't think of anything else to do and she's like what do I do like parents help me yeah um that really resonates with me I think that's a valid argument and I can't believe I'm doing this but because I might regret this later I probably will but I just think that song is so spiritual. Whatever that means to you, just the rhythm and the lyrics, and it just feels so natural and earthy and, like, I'm going to namaste. Like, I don't know. I think, and for that reason, I'm advancing it. But that doesn't mean I obviously (laughs) think Monster is any lesser. Because you heard my insane story. We're in the quarterfinals, folks, and we have the number one circle of life versus number four. Let it go, Chris. This is the matchup to end all matchups. This is the mountain versus the hound. This is like Clash of the Titans. This is heavyweights. And and this is also where our arguments absolutely clash. 
because we brought up in both scenarios how great the presentation is. So you have let it go with its projection mapping and how the actress interacts with it. And then you have the Lion King, which is essentially a huge puppet show of impressive puppetry. It's so impressive. Both shows. Let it go is a song that if you leave out monster in my mind is the one that establishes Elsa and who she is and what her motivations are and where she's going. But then you also have monster, which also does the same, but a little bit more in depth circle of life. Like I have explained in the last one is the one that sets up the entire premise for the entire, in this case show circle of life. Here's probably better than the original because of that call and response that I talked about last round. And also because it, the sound is way more authentically African than the Elton John version. That you have a lot more drum sounds happening. You have a lot more woodwinds. And you have a lot more like xylophone sounds that are definitely the uh, woodwind variety of xylophones, if that makes sense at all. Which is great because you want to allow that to show through this stage production. Rafiki, that is a level-headed female actress and essentially character, is also introduced. That's the first character you see in the show. It's set immediately. The expectations is like, this woman is going to literally decide the fate of this entire show because... She's going to be the guiding force for Simba. She also continues to sing throughout the entire show, right? So obviously not going to dive into it super deep, but she does the He Lives in You. Has much more of a speaking role than Rafiki in the animated does. Let It Go is Elsa. It's the anthem. We all know it. It's a different... uh, song than the original how it's sung by the og elsa remind me of her name oh casey levy casey levy who yeah phenomenal job and that last note that chris left his body went around the corner and went to cvs grabbed a elsa juice box drank it came back entered his body it's true it's, it's true it's a great note and a great performance I really wish that, like, I was in the theater with you guys for that number because I know it's the show. It's the showstopper. It's the big showstopper. It's also a little bit unfair because, like, it is a showstopper, but it comes so much later. It's almost twenty years later than The Lion King, but in technology. Oh yeah, for sure. And I so it's like kind of discounting technology because the the feet that they both play into the song i feel is super equal just it's at different times you you couldn't project animals walking on the side of the walls at the time and they even doing you, mean girls on well, <laughs> <laughs> well we ain't talking about mean girls out here i'm advancing circle of life 
purely upon the feeling that it gives me in my toes when it's happening, the importance of Rafiki for the rest of the show, the fact that it is the same exact song but a different variation with the added call and response that we get. It's a little bit more built out than it is in Frozen's Let It Go. I'm going Circle of Life. The number one's moving on past the number four. Feel it in your toes. I feel, I feel it in my fingers. I feel a let it go in my toes every time. But this is the point in the bracket where we have to start bringing it home. What is the name of the bracket? What is the topic? What are we trying to accomplish? Best Broadway Disney song. Which song do we want to represent this genre of thing? Circle of Life. So I said this last episode. The thing that I think Disney does best on Broadway is not bringing to life, quote unquote, something we already know. It's giving us what we already know approached from a different angle. Let it go is magical. But it is what we already know come to life. It's jaw-dropping to see the dress change. But for the most part, it's like pretty much a copy of the sequence that we see on screen. The only real difference is like the last note. And like, yeah, that's really cool and it's spectacular. And it makes me do backflips internally. But like... Sometimes externally, I don't know. But I love the interpretive aspect of the entire Lion King production and Circle of Life really draws the line in the sand. It says, this is how we're doing the Lion King. It's not what you know. It's different. No furry animals, no big Disney eyes. We're doing this real. And for that, I think Circle of Life should advance to the finals. This is, this is something historical that we're witnessing. People think I'm so biased about so many things, but I am rational. I love it. Julia, you just threw your phone across the room and we couldn't see you again. What, ju- what just happened? What are, you, what are your thoughts? <sighs> like one of those things where like you don't want to agree with your dad but you know that he's right (laughs) (laughs) it's that that kind of situation because i just freaking love i love frozen but yeah but like i know you guys are right those were really good arguments i love the argument how disney kind of approaches it from a different angle yeah and i think that that automatically takes it so (laughs) but i love frozen we're going to move on to the other side of the bracket. We've got the number two seed, Seize the Day, versus number 11, He Lives in You. We've got a showstopper versus a nice and slow, like, get to know the character, get to know the situation song. I'm going to do something absolutely insane because I love chaos and I am advancing He Lives in You to the finals because I want to discuss 
in the final matchup, showstopper versus slow, intimate moment, because that's the conversation I want to have. <laughs> what is more representative of this genre, showstopper or nice and slow? I'm going, he lives in you. I don't have any justification how it's any better than seize the day other than I want to have that conversation. I feel a little nauseous. Wow. And pitting two Lion King songs up against each other. Yeah. It's going to be a dumpster fire. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. I don't like how you've Why did I thrown it to that? me. I had that in my hands. I think you made the right decision. I, th- I think it's... Uh, gosh. I mean, this... Both of these songs are kind of the the motivating songs to get our protagonists forward. Protagonists yep. in the Newsies are literally all of the Newsies. Protagonists in Lion King is Simba. Simba, we know already, would leave and go. He just, we're now let into this like internal moment with him because we know in the movie he sees the reflection dad comes out of the clouds and says Simba you you must do whatever Luke yeah I mean same yeah literally same um in the newsies it's it's the moment that they get all of the districts what do you guys call them in New York precincts boroughs boroughs when they get all the boroughs in New York. Get all the precincts together. Yeah, yeah. Round y'all up. We they don't can... say y'all, but yeah. <laughs> they get all the boroughs together and, and unite them under one cause. And that's the big moment. Besides Brooklyn, right? Like Brooklyn's not in yet and they're waiting on... Uh, all right. Problem I have with Newsies. Brooklyn should have not joined it should have been like they should have been in cahoots with Pulitzer and it could have been a really complex situation, but it was just like, we got to get Brooklyn. We got to And there's like, we're here. Yeah. Brooklyn was like, prove yourself. Once again, it's one of the songs that are so much better Broadway than in the movie. I'm I, like, I f***ed myself up. I should not have watched <laughs> the movie because like, I watched the movie and every song was so underwhelming and like especially that part the king of new york because like the older guy who's the newspaper writer yeah so weird was so bad in the movie no one can sing yeah that and that was robert duvall too right yeah yeah yeah. it's hard because i'm suddenly a big seize the day fan new new i've been reborn and i'm a seize the day guy but I think as a whole, if I'm now, I, it's, I've been brought to it. I haven't been brought to it yet, and I'm getting brought to it. If I'm hopping on BART here in the, in the Bay Area, and I'm sitting down, I'm throwing in my headphones, and what am I going to listen to? I have more enjoyment out of He Lives in You than I do wow. Seize the Day. Seize the Day has some breakdown points in the middle of it because there's show material that needs to happen but he lives in you also does but it's still this like authentic sound that i'm very into and uh i just think it's better chris i i'm with you somehow we're gonna have a lion king matchup 
a turning point and a showstopper all in one. Julia, you... She ceased life function. Yeah, you seem not okay. I'm so sad. Seize the day has been with me. I've lived in New York for almost nine years. Wow. And Seize the Day has been with me through so many crazy, trying times. It's such an anthem to New York. It's such an anthem to the injustice that's happening in the world. It's such an anthem to what's going on right now in the world. It's an anthem that doesn't die out. And it has been with me through so many hard times. It's the song I pick when I like need help getting up in the morning. It's yeah. like... It's just such an anthem. It's such an important message. Um, I'm all for maybe even kill me. Chris's. I feel like Chris's like tingly song is "Let It Go." Yeah. My tingly song might be "Seize the Day," just because I am a dancer and I know the craziness that all of that stuff takes. That all that they do. Yeah. And like how many people are on standby, how many newsies are on standby for when like the tiniest thing goes wrong and like I just I'm obsessed with that song. I'm obsessed. I love I love the lyrics. I love Jack's monologue in the middle. I love how in the beginning of the song it it actually starts off slow. It starts off really emotional mm-hmm. and starts off like just like talking you know it starts off talking and i love how there's a moment in the song or some lyrics when they're like what happens if the other boroughs don't join us that's not the lyric but they're like what do we do and then someone one of the newsies say or they say you're still our brothers and we will fight for you that is just like such a heart powerful amazing and it's kind of the anthem of New York. Like, they're, like every day you see somebody standing up for some kind of injustice, especially in light of recent times and in light of recent years. So I'm just heartbroken and so sad. And <laughs> I love that song, but I'm happy I got to, like, say my piece on it. Yeah, so. and it made it to the final four. It's not a – it's in no – by no means a bad song. It's oh yeah, very yeah, yeah. Good. I know. I'm just like love that song. We just have a '90s bias matchup right here. We got a Lion King matchup, Chris. But here's the thing: is no one is '90s biased towards the Broadway musical. No. No one's like, oh, bro, he lives in you so good, bro. No. <laughs> no one does that. They're like, bro, Hakuna Matata, bro. Best Disney song. Right. There's a very simple fine line here for me. Very simple. Is how much the song and the presentation of the song add to the narrative of the entire show. And we're talking best Broadway song so what you can get out of this song even with the assistance of the performance is essentially what what the lyrics say and then how they're also performed 
Here, Chris, the song that best provides with the narrative and the performance for the show, The Lion King, is The Circle of Life. (laughs) And that's because not only does it explain, like I said in the last bracket, the entire, what, what we're about to see in very simple terms, circle of life. What does that mean? Well, we're about to show you what the circle of life means. Circle of life means the life, the death, and then the afterlife. He lives in you and how you continue to live from that afterlife. It's this whole, it's a circle of life. Everything influences everything else. It sets it up. He lives in you is a pivotal moment in the performance, but it's not that it's not as complex and explanatory of a song. It it has one verse in it. And then the rest of it is he lives in you in different keys over and over again. It's not, it's not enough for me to crown it the best Broadway song. Um, I, I see it as a very good song. I see it as a, a, a fantastic song. I just don't see it as moving and as impactful as Circle of Life. So that's my choice for the winner of this bracket. Wow. Um, I disagree with that approach to this matchup. I think that we have already proven that both of these songs hold thematic significance to the show. Yeah, I agree. I think neither can exist without the other. Both important in setting the mood and establishing the theme and bringing it home and all that. The Harry Potter prophecy. Well, one exists without the other, and we've seen it. And it made for a very overrated movie. So here's how I'm approaching this. Big number, small number. Which is better when talking about this genre? I can put on the circle of life on Disney Plus and turn the volume up really high and get super hype. This is the same argument. There (laughs) is no experience like sitting in a dark theater with 400 people and having a deep, deep, deep emotional connection with something that's happening on stage very slowly and very gently. And when that music stops, there's silence in the house. It's like... The end of West Side Story. Whoa. Whoa. That sensation is replicated nowhere else in any any type of artistic or entertainment medium for me you're killing me small he lives in you reprise is the best broadway disney song which means we have a tie julia you hold all the power circle of life or he lives in you. Um, see, 
seize the day. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love your argument. And I think it's a really, really, really... Chris's argument. No offense to yours, Kyle, but... No bias here. But... It's so important to talk about that because... You know, the theater, obviously... Broadway is extremely expensive and not accessible to, like, many people in America. But, like, the ex- the experience that he talked about is something that you is the reason why these shows have to go on, you know? It's the reason why, like, you know, movies, Broadway or musical movies aren't as good because of that, like, real personal life experience you get with a person actually going through something on stage, if that made any sense. Um, However, with that being said, I'm going to say Circle of Life. Oh, my God. Because of the lyrics. It, it encompasses everything. <sighs> I know you're sad, honey. but And, and I just want to say that what he just talked about, you little listeners, you better write that on your beside your bed and read it every night because there's no experience like live theater and it has to survive. But I pick Circle of Life. Because of the lyrics. Okay. The lyrics, it encompasses everything. It's part of a song. It encompasses everything. I feel like... I feel like he lives and uses like a subset of that song. Kind of like what you were saying, Kyle. Yeah. I feel like I was just duped. He lives and uses a portion of the circle of life. Right, exactly. And then circle of life is like the entire thing. I was so close. I was so close. <laughs> I was so close. My was, master plan almost worked. This yeah. is your fault, by the way. It was leaning in your favor, and suddenly, rug was swept out from underneath. So, suddenly, Circle of Life finds its day getting the crown as the true king, the Lion King, if you will, of the best Broadway Disney song. Everybody, it's time to clap it up. This is what we do. <laughs> Julia, you obviously decided the uh, the winner here, so I'm not going to ask you how you thought this bracket went, but uh, w- what was probably the biggest surprise for you along the way? I definitely thought Seize the Day was going to be in the final, too. I had this whole plan about how, like... You know, we were going to talk about, not in depth, but, like, how, like, it's so relevant to everything that's going on today. Um, And that was probably my biggest surprise, honestly. I, um, but I had a lot of fun. You guys have really good points. Yeah. Thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, It's, we love the insight and a lot of the knowledge you brought. So, uh, thank you for, for bringing that to this bracket was important all right folks well thank you so much for listening to this episode of mouse madness you know where to find us as always you can tweet us at mouse madness pod send us an email at mouse madness podcast at gmail.com do you agree with this do you do you relate to anything that happened here do you have any thoughts on it we would love to hear from you no one emails us anymore we want to hear from you Join our Discord server. It's growing every day. We're getting new members on Discord. Super fun time. Find us on Facebook. 
Hit us with your memes. We love memes. And we will catch you next time with a new bracket, new experience, new memories, and a new co-host. Stay safe out there. See you next time. Do I wanna walk